Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Brazil, and this is our 8-5 MLB DFS slate. Look ahead. I am wholly joined by our founder, our father, Jason Mizrahi. You guys can't see him, but I can. Jason, how you doing today, buddy? Pretty good, man. I put my daughter to sleep, so ready to start grinding, man. It's usually my routine, you know, around this time, 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, I'm watching the games, and I'm already prepping for the next day, so I don't have to sweat my games too much, see what's going on, get an inside look in the pitching matchups, the stacks, and then wait for those lineups to roll out tomorrow. But, you know, we had some weather to deal with, got COVID to deal with, but I'm grinding baseball. I'm grinding basketball. Basketball is looking really good right now. We called, uh, or I didn't call it, uh, Ghost, our resident NBA director, called a Kelly online call really early before he was even like a thing today with Jimmy Butler out. So a big shout out to him. He dropped 40. I had Luca early. He dropped like 80 for me somehow with a triple-double. And now I'm sweating some baseball, man. If these Rockies can score a couple more runs, should be a good night. Should be a good night. And of course, our Mets are losing as they always like to do this year. So we don't even have to sweat that one too much. I do have some money on that game, but we don't have to sweat too much because I kind of already let that leave my bank account. I'm not too worried about it. Shout out our good, good friend, Capper Steve, for taking the Mets again. But he's been killing it, so I can't really take him. That's on That's on him. We, we convinced him to take the Mets, and I guess that one's on us. But that's enough about tonight's yesterday's slate as you're listening to it today. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about tomorrow. The main slate we have... It looks like 12 and 10 games tomorrow. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll just start right at the top. We have Minnesota at Pittsburgh Wednesday, 7.05 over there. It's hot in Pittsburgh this time of year. Uh, We have a pretty okay Randy Dobnik and Trevor Williams are pitching for us. So really not not anything to write home about there. But uh, what are you looking at for this game, Jason? Yeah, anytime the Twins are in a state on the slate, I'm staying away from the opposing pitcher. I know, you know, certain pitchers can go in there and shut down these Twins, but they're a powerful offense that, you know, they're scoring more runs than most teams out there than the Yankees, you know, potentially the Dodgers and the Padres, which we'll talk about later. But the Twins are always a team that I want to stack. I want to stay away from with pitching. And the team that, you know, so far earlier this season I'd like to pitch against would be these Pirates, but – Dobnek is not the guy for me. He doesn't have enough upside, you know, from the K potential and everything else that he's got going on for him. Now I'm going to stay away here from pitching, staying away from the Pirates bats, and it's going to be pretty much any Twins bat is in play. Max Kepler for sure, Rosario for sure, Nelson Cruz for sure. And I always like squeezing in some cheap ones late, you know. So if you need some salary relief, uh, Jake Cave probably starts. Even if Mitch Garver starts, he's cheap as well. They've been moving him around the lineup. So, you know, mix of good bats. Uh, Ariz, he's probably going to lead off or, you know, bat somewhere in the middle of the lineup towards the end, you know, for his speed, slap hitter, lefty matchup. You got the splits with him. He's cheap at 2,400. So pretty much look at all the Minnesota Twins. Fill them as one-offs and feel free to stack them up. You know, four of them on FanDuel or you can go 5-3 on DraftKings. And, you know, feel free to put as many Twins in your lineup because they're going to have one of the best stacks going into the slate. And Nelson Cruz has been a m- absolute monster this year. Uh, went three for four yesterday. Absolutely crushed it. Dude's hitting like 
almost 400. He's hitting over 400. I, I apologize, Nelson Cruz, on the season. He's been absolutely crushing it. Not too, too many dingers, but he's got the RBIs. He's got the runs. I mean, put him in, take the heater, and run with it, which I think is fun there. So, he should have a ring on his finger, too, but he just couldn't come down with that ball. Oh, man. He just couldn't. Josh Hamilton just choked that ball up. Oof. Well, those were the days, man. Those were the days. What was that 2011? Jeez, poor Albert Pujols. He's not the player he once was. But uh, moving on to the Cincinnati Cleveland game, we have the Battle of Ohio. This is actually a fun pitching matchup. Uh, I just don't know how much we're going to play these two dudes. We have Luis Castillo going up against the Indians, and we have Mike Clemager going up against the Cincinnati Reds. Nick Castellanos hit his seventh or sixth home run of the year last night. Mike Moustakas has been fantastic, but he is day-to-day. He got pulled from the game a little early with a quadriceps injury. Um, also, I think this may be the first time in baseball history Joey Votto was put on the IL and one day later came off and hit a home run. I honestly don't think that's ever, ever, ever happened. And outside of COVID, it probably will never again. So how are you looking at this game? Which of these pitchers do you like a little bit more? And uh, which one of these stacks are you interested in building? Throwing out the crazy stats to start the podcast. First guy off the uh, IL to hit a home run. But yeah, After a day, a single day. That's yeah. that's the crazy stat. That's the, the crazy stat part. you forgot to mention is those emails I sent to you and us talking about it all throughout COVID. My MVP dark horse is Cassiana, so I hope he keeps on doing his thing. He can pay some checks for some people because we had some long odds on him winning the MVP this year. I think that lineup is stacked. But as far as this game, I'm kind of xing it off. You know, I don't have the faith that I once did in, in Castillo or Clevenger. One team really doesn't have the upper hand here. You might want to say it's Cleveland because they're home, but Cincinnati's playing well as well, and Cleveland's not hitting so well. So I think this game is a wash. You really don't want to stack in this game. Yeah, can Castillo have a bad day and you know walk a bunch of people? Yes, but Cleveland hasn't really been hitting against them either. So I'm not worried about the bats here. And just as pitching, you know, I'd rather pay down. It's going to be expensive to stack the Twins or stack Colorado. And I think there's a time to pay up. There's some cheaper guys here that I'd rather just get the savings in and, and not go out there and pitch Clevenger or Castillo. But if you get a strong call on either of them, they're going to be safe for probably 25 points if they go out there and do their thing, which they're very capable of doing. You know, you can get a 40-point game, a 45-point game out of them on Fandle if they get the quality starting to win. So they're definitely in the player pool. If you're if you're making multiple lineups, you can definitely squeeze in Clevenger and Castillo. There's a reason why they're, they're the most expensive pitchers on the slate. So go for it. But I'm going to give you a couple of picks a little bit later on and a little bit cheaper that they can get some value out of so you can stack some Colorado bats. Yeah, if there was one pitcher I'd go with in this game, it would absolutely be Castillo only doing as well or as advertised at this point. But you still have Jose Ramirez. You still have Francisco Lindor. Anything's possible. And as you said, Luis Castillo can go out there and walk six dudes in two innings, man. it's he, he He's a maniac, but he's so freaking good when he's on. So the K upside is obviously there, which is kind of fun. So moving on to the Toronto and or Toronto, I'm, I apologize, our Canadian friends, Toronto and Atlanta game. We got Sean Newcomb on the bump. It looks like, um, do we even know who's pitching for Toronto at this point? My goodness. it's uh, Toronto looks like where you is pitching potentially. Oh, yeah? He right. might be Not the guy. Point. It's a Not little bit late point. at night. Yeah. They haven't announced on FanDuel. I'm seeing a couple spots put up where you, so let's assume it's where you, you know, for, for all we know right now. Um, he is the, the potential starter here. So look into where you, um, I don't like it. You know, Atlanta's been hitting well. They're at mm-hmm. home. It's getting hot in Atlanta. Cunha still hasn't done much. You know, Rayu's a guy that, you know, has been pitching well or has pitched well in the past. 
probably faced some of these Braves before. I think it's a stay away spot, you know, for Ryu and, and even for Newcomb. I think if you want to take a chance here, you know, both sides are playable. Acuna, Ozuna, you know, even, you know, Swans- Swanson's been hitting, you know, hitting the ball well too. Austin Riley hit another home run. He's super cheap at 2,200. You know, for one-offs, um, Atlanta makes sense. And I also think, you know, there's going to be a day very soon that Guerrero starts hitting the ball. So pick some spots here versus a lefty, you know, like Newcomb. He can definitely hit a home run at 2,800, a good one-off. And these outfielders, if you need one-offs, when I say one-off, you know, it's not a team that I want to do a full stack with potentially. I don't mind it in Toronto. I don't mind it with the Braves. But these Toronto bats, you know, three, four, five, six are all cheap on FanDuel, and they're cheaper on DraftKings as well. Grichuk, you know, 2,400. Guriel, 2,500. Swinging a hot bat. You know, Hernandez, Guerrero, they're all cheap. And even, you know, Bo Bichette coming off injury, he's 2,800, leading off in, in a hitter's park versus lefty. He was swinging a hot bat before he got hurt. So Bichette's in play. I think this game is more of a game that I want to grab some bats for him, staying away from both pitchers. And I like the the Blue Jays versus a lefty. I think that's a good spot to take them in. They're going to be under own here in the slate, and they're cheap on Fanduel. So yeah, feel free to use them as you know one offs, or feel free to stack them up. Feel free to stack them up occasionally. Uh, Sean Newcomb was good a couple years ago. Really hasn't been the guy that they thought he was going to be. He hasn't been terrible yet this year, but he really hasn't done too too much to impress us. Uh, one thing I will say is is for our season long friends, for our season long betters. We're going to have to start fading the Blue Jays at some point. They literally are never going home this year. Uh, you know, their home stadium is Buffalo. Sometimes I think they're going to play some home games in Camden Yards occasionally. So at some point towards the end of the year, it's definitely going to be a very heavy fade spot for me. Not quite there yet, but I mean, at some point, if you don't go home for like three straight months, it's it's not a fun time for anybody. So I do agree. Not really touching this game. The Atlanta right now, they've already scored over 10 runs as of this recording. So uh, they're putting up some runs, but against Ryu, they're probably not going to do that. So moving on our first eight o'clock game, we have the Cubs against the Kansas city Royals in Kansas city. We have you Darvish pitching and Chris Bubich, uh lefty, I guess. I don't know, man. We're throwing out. You gotta watch your mouth, man. Hey, you gotta watch man. your mouth. Man. Bubich, that's funny. Um, talk to me a little bit. Are, are you in a little Darvish? I mean, 9,500 is kind of expensive, but against the Royals who the bats have been surprisingly better than we've all kind of given them credit for, at least up to this point of the season. Uh, I mean, how do you, how do you feel about any of the plays here? Yeah. Nobody in Kansas city really scares me. So every time I see Kansas city on the slate, you know, I don't mind throwing a pitcher at him. Darvish has a K upside. He's coming off a good game as well. So Darvish can go out there. He's pretty much unhittable when he's on. It's just his problem. Kind of like Castillo, he decides to either strike everybody out or walk them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he doesn't walk people, he can last six innings, get you to quality starts. He put up 49 in his last game versus Pittsburgh. So this will be a spot you can take him on the road. And anytime you see somebody on the opposing mound that you don't know, you've never seen him before, probably a good time to stack against him. Um, I don't know much about this kid. He's coming up. He's a lefty. What I do know, he throws from the left side, and I know – Baez is a guy I want. Chris Bryant is a guy I want. There's some cheap guys in the outfield as well. You know, Souza's been playing. Chicago's definitely in play. Um, and with this guy pitching from the left-hand side, don't be scared to play Kyle Schwarber. Don't be scared to play, you know, Anthony Rizzo as well, Contreras. You know, there's definitely bats here. They're all pretty cheap. I like the Cubs. I would rate them above Toronto and Atlanta and right there with the, the Twins going into this game. So Cubs are definitely in play. Darvish is in play. 
you know, liking the stack means I think Darvish is going to go out there and get the win too. So there's extra points there as well. Chicago's a better team. They're probably going to come out of the Central. They've been looking good so far. So I feel, you know, it's not a it's not a hitter's park. It's not a perfect situation. But having a, a weak lefty or a young lefty that I don't know much about, I'm going to do more research tomorrow morning about this guy. But first sign to me is stack up these Cubs. Yeah, we do not have a line yet quite for that game. It looks like on DraftKings, you can grab the Cubs at minus 220. So they think uh, the Cubs are going to run away with that one, which is pretty understandable. Again, we have uh, Mr. Mr. Bubich uh, on the uh, on the mound. Uh, as you said, the one thing we know about him, he pitches from the left-hand side. That's about it. Uh, moving on to this Milwaukee and Chicago White Sox game. These White Sox hitters, man, it was insane what they did the other day, having three hitters hit over, uh, have at least four hits, which is just insane. Fun Funny thing is they did that back in 2017 as well. So everyone thought that was an incredible statistic till they realized it really hasn't Yo, been Yo, Trout, one. hold on, hold on. Trout hit the home run in his first at bat. Are you kidding I me? I called it. Oh. We called it on the radio. Oh, no. Whoever listened to it. First at bat from having his kid. We got to cut this podcast right now. It can't be better than this, man. He hits the home run. Let's go. His first oh, at bat man. back, man. We got to get you back on the radio right now, man. They have to bring me back on. Anybody that was is not listening, uh, I was joined. Jason and I have been on a, our fun friend station over there, Fox Sports Philadelphia, The Gambler with John Jansen. He's cool, cool dude. Make sure to follow him at J-J-A-N-S-E-N 34. But... Uh, Jason might have given me the opportunity to call a Mike Trout home run. Uh, he just had his baby, uh, plus two fifty, plus two seventy five, I think. So, um, if John doesn't have me come back on the show right now, I am, uh, I'm going to be a little disappointed. But we're in the middle of this, so we will hop back. Let's go, everybody. Hopefully, we made some people money out there. Um, let's hop back to the slate for a second. So we have Dallas Cutco on the hill. For the White Sox, we have Adrian Hauser on the hill for the Brewers. As I said, those White Sox have been doing absolutely fantastic this year. How do you feel about this game? Are you are you trying to play up those White Sox bats some more? Listen, man, you know I'm too excited about this Trout home run. It's pretty funny <laughs> to call it call it out like that straight up. But um, you know, Milwaukee is not the team they were a couple years back. So another team, kind of like Kansas City, kind of like Pittsburgh. You know, there's going to be targets you're going to see play out. You know, it was the Marlins last year. Just pitch anybody against the Marlins. They get like a 25, 30% K rate. Just go right after it. And in this situation, Chicago's going to win this game most likely. They're the better team. Keiko has been pitching pretty good. He's not going to go out there and get you like 40, 50 points by any means, but he'll have a good game. He'll hang in there for like a, a second pitcher on DraftKings. He makes some sense. By himself on FanDuel, probably not. You know, you're going to need a little bit more from him. So I don't know if I want to go there on FanDuel. I don't mind it for a DraftKings SB2, but, you know, I'm going to stay away from it. And on the backside of things, you know, Chicago hitting good. Um, Hauser doesn't scare me at all. So guys like Mankata can go out there and do his thing. He had one start this year. He held down Pittsburgh, again, a team that doesn't worry me. So don't look at that box score and think that this guy's a stud. He's good, not great. So Chicago's definitely in play. Chicago, as far as a ballpark, I'm going to talk about park factors here and there. It makes sense. you got to learn them if you're listening. You know, places like Colorado we're going to talk about soon. Cincinnati we're going to be talking about a lot this year. Chicago is also a place that the ball kind of carries out of. You know, we're talking about the White Sox, not the Cubs. So all these bats are in play. Jimenez, Robert, um, anybody really like Moncada, I would definitely have in that stack if I'm stacking this team up. you got to have him in. The tough part is on Fandle, I always got to figure out between the three 
different first basements that they have, Abreu, Encarnacion, and Grandal. I think, you know, it's 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 going to be Abreu one for me. Probably Grandal, but Edwin hits righties too. So, you know, it might be a, a sneaky way to get both of them in with Moncada and one of the outfielders, whether you like Robert or Jimenez. Um, they're both beasts. So I probably want the outfield and pick only one of these, you know, first basements and pair them up with Moncada. You know, on DraftKings, you can play all five of them plus. It looks like uh, Nomar Mazzaro is back, so that's another bat from the left-hand side that they're going to, you know, sneak in there every once in a while. The guy can hit, man. You know, in Texas, he had a great year uh, last year. So this White Sox lineup is going to kind of be like a mini version of the Yankees where they, you know, one through eight, they're solid. So feel free to stack these guys up tomorrow. And I will say Madrigal did leave this start today. Uh, he is he may be injured, probably not going to be playing. So he was a really easy pay down option just to get somebody else from this lineup in. But it doesn't look like he's going to be able to play. Unfortunately, dude might have got a little hurt, which sucks. But yeah, uh, it, it's their lineup is incredible. They are hitting the ball. As you said, Omar Mazzara, really the reason he had to get out of Texas was because he can't play defense at all all uh so he can definitely definitely do his thing on the offensive end a couple more games here one of your favorite games we have the san francisco giants in colorado always 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 looking at the park factor when we're talking about colorado and honestly looking at these prices it's not crazy at least on the FanDuel side that you can get a nice colorado stack together with some of these dudes even maybe grab mike yashemsky if you're really feeling feeling frisky about it but i mean we have john gray on the hill john gray was good once and that's about it. We also have Logan Webb. Uh, not, not, not too much to write home about there either. So I don't think we're ever really playing pitchers, but definitely not today. How do you feel about a Chicago stack? Where are you looking and maybe to uh, save a couple bucks? That way we can fit some of these guys we really want to in here. Yeah, in regards to Colorado, you know, stacking them up, I really don't pitch any pitchers in Colorado. Even when the studs go there, I stay away. There's going to be a better spot on the board to target pitchers in Colorado. The ball flies there. You know, I stacked them up last night, and I pretty much stack them up anytime that they're playing in cores. Um, that effect is real. You know, definitely it will be better as we get into, you know, a little bit warmer times. The ball will carry even more there. So it's pretty simple for me. You know, Blackman, Dahl, Story, Arenado, those are the four that I'm going to have as my top four. I can stack it up, but Kemp is super cheap. Yeah, Matt Kemp is still playing baseball. Uh-huh. Um, he's been playing pretty good, too, you know. It, yeah, I can DH him in the NL now. He finds a home. He's hitting 353, two home runs already. Smart man says, you know what? If I need to go out there and do my thing again, a good spot to be would be in Colorado in between Blackman, Arenado, Story. Murphy is still in play too. Um, he's got the matchup lefty-righty, consistently getting on base. He's hitting 346. You know, look at these guys. It's not, it's not Arenado that's carrying him. He's a slow starter every year. He will get hot. He's only batting 235. They're winning games, though. You know, they're winning games because all these other guys are stepping up. McMahon is stepping up. Story's having a monster start. He's got four home runs already. So these Colorado bats are for real. They're going to make it to playoffs probably with this expanded roster now. And their pitching is is better than most people think, you know, with Marquez and Gray. They know how to pitch in, you know, in these kind of temperatures in Colorado. So don't don't sleep on these Rockies. I like them to stack them up again. You know, it hasn't really paid off too many times, you know, in comparison to what I would expect in Cor- in Colorado. But one of these bats warm up a little bit more, you're going to see fireworks out there and hopefully mm-hmm. happen soon. 
Yes, and that's the thing. It's about the process. We're doing the right thing. Sometimes it doesn't play out. It's the worst, worst game of chess. Uh, just one one quick note on that White Sox game. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion departed Tuesday's night, night's game with shoulder soreness, so you're probably not even going to have to pay up for him. And as I said, Madrigal has been diagnosed with left shoulder injury as well, so he's not going to be playing either. That just came through the wire. Uh, so yeah, play a lot of Colorado bats because one of these days, man, it's going to be friggin' awesome. So moving on, Texas, we have the Rangers in Oakland, uh, we have Kyle Gibson on the hill for the Rangers. We have Sean Manaya on the hill for the Athletics. Um, pitchers, not too, too much to write home about. Kyle Gibson did have first good game. Uh, Sean Manaya hasn't been that great yet. But we do have some bats to look at because I do think it could be fun. We are in Oakland, which is very big. So again, park factor has to be taken into account. But it definitely some, still some good bats there in, in Oakland. Um, so how, how are you looking at this game, Jay? I still think that this kid Manaya is good. Um, I, I think his arm is good. Texas hasn't really been hitting much. You know, you don't have to face Gallo from the right-hand side. So he's in play for me. He's super cheap. Um, I think it's a guy that can get the win. Oakland's been playing good. Like you said, it's a pitcher's park. It's a real big park. It's probably one of the biggest parks in the league. So that's a guy I want to get the win, to, to last me five innings. And he has K upside. He hasn't shown it yet this year. But last year there was games when he put up, you know, 40, 50, 60 points before. So he has the upside, weak matchup, super cheap. I can see him going out there. And on this slate, it's not like anybody's going to go out there and and drop 60 on you. It's not like a, a, a Paddock, Bueller, DeGrom, Garrett Cole mm-hmm. like it was a couple of nights ago. So now you're a little bit deeper in these rotations. So Manea, you know, at 6,300, if I get 30, 35 out of him, which I think he can last six and get the quality start on FanDuel, get the win – Get four or five Ks. You know, Texas doesn't fear me at home. I'll take my nine. I'll take some shares at 6,800. I like it. I like it, man. I think, you know, again, we have to, if we want to fit in some of those Colorado bats, we might have to pay a little down for pitching. Same thing. Those White Sox bats are pretty expensive too. Uh, You can find a couple cheaper options. Moving over to that Houston, Arizona game. We are in Arizona. So again, park factor. Everyone forgets second highest elevation in major league baseball is in Arizona down there in chase field. We have Lance McCullers jr. On the Hill. Uh, he's always a fun pitch. He's always a fun play. And we have Robbie Ray who, man, he still plays baseball. Good for him. I'm happy to hear it. Uh, these Houston bats, always a good look, I think, especially in Arizona, but tell me how you're feeling about this one, Jay. Yeah. More on the pitching side. I like McCullers when the kid came up, you know, explosive arm just hasn't been able to stay on the field due to injuries. Yeah. So I still think McCullers in play, Houston should win for the same thing. I, same reason I like Manea. It's a discount off of Clevenger and Castillo. It's a high upside at a win. McCullers has even more K potential than you know Manaya has. So I feel like McCullers can go in there and get me 30, get me 35, maybe push for 40 if he gets a couple extra Ks. He dropped 40 on Seattle. Um, so there's a good chance he can drop. You know, I would say Arizona's a better hitting team than Seattle, of course. So give me 30. You know, as one of my kind of SB2s on DraftKings or even SB1 on DraftKings, I'm looking at Fandle right now. I think he can be in that 30 to 35 range. You know, always, you know, anytime the Astros are facing a lefty, Altuve is in play. I'm telling you that you probably don't, you probably shouldn't be playing tomorrow. Um, But, you know, Altuve is in play, 3,600. He's cheap. Bregman, you can go there. Correa, you can go there. These guys are all in play. Um, Springer as well. Any of these bats, if you want to do a Houston stack, you know, it's a great place to hit. There's big gaps out in the outfield. So doubles become triples, there's extra points. So, and it's tougher to defend out there as well. So 
it's a good spot, man. It's not the spot that I think it would be. You know, I think Colorado comes ahead of them. I think they're a tie with the White Sox right now. Toronto, Atlanta will be under owned, so I like that. And Colorado's still Colorado, so I'm I'm always going to play Colorado for some for some shares. But Houston definitely comes in line as well. And just pay attention a little bit. Michael Brantley was not in the starting lineup last night, 8-4. So just pay attention to that. Make sure that he's in because he's pretty cheap. I think he's at 3,300 and he's been one of the hottest bats in that lineup at this point in the season. Uh, Moving on, we are on to the Los Angeles Dodgers and our good friend David Meltzer's San Diego Padres. The Padres have been killing it this year. So surprising. Their offense has been absolutely bonkers which is fun to see the Dodgers offense has been good but it's really not the guys you would think uh Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts have pretty much been non-existent this year I think Cody Bellinger I think they both just hit their first home run like in the 10th game of the season somewhere around there so they're definitely off to some slow starts they're still priced up pretty high but I think you know Ross Stripling on the hill for the Dodgers Garrett Richards um on the hill for the Padres Garrett Richards has been pretty decent this year the Garrett Richards of like 2017 on the Angels which is pretty cool but I mean these Padres man they're uh they're absolutely fantastic so are these Dodgers how are you looking at this game Kind of neutral. I think it it's nothing to get really excited about. Yeah, there's two explosive offenses, and you have two good pitchers. So when that kind of happens, it's not an offense I really want to target against. You know, good pitchers. They're both you know better than some of the other pitchers that are on this slate that I rather stack before. But these are two really good offenses too. So you can't ever if you're if you're multi-entering or you're playing a lot of different lineups. You can never take the Dodgers out of, you know, a couple of stacks for yourself. And same thing with the Padres. Don't don't sleep on these Padres. I think they score more runs than anybody, you know, up until this year. So the Padres are, are sneaky good. They're still not getting the respect from, you know, most DFS players out there. But they've won me money already this year. This is still a spot I would attack them. But, again, if I'm talking about, like, ownership percentages of my stacks, they won't come in number one or number two because both these pitchers and stripling and riches are good, but not good enough for me to go out there and pitch either of them. So it's just a stay away spot. It's, it's a spot that's not too sexy for me. You know, if you want to have some sneaky stacks, maybe go with a Dodger stack. They're always in play. Padres in play as well, but nothing I'm super excited about. That is always one thing. Technically, the Dodgers are always a play. A Dodger stack is never a bad idea unless maybe they're going against a Grom or Cole, which they won't have to ever see them until the, you know, the either NL. Um, I mean, let's be honest, Mets aren't making the playoffs. I take that back until they see Cole in the World Series. I think the Dodgers are going to be just fine um, stacking up. And then on to this last game, we have the uh, Los Angeles Angels and the Seattle Mariners. We have Dylan Bundy on the hill, who's actually looked really good this year, uh, former Oakland pitcher. So shout out to the Angels. Uh, Mike Trout came back. Jason called the Mike Trout home run on the night after his ba- his baby's born um, narrative. It worked. We went on Philly Radio and made them a bunch of money, hopefully. So we're all hopeful there. But Dylan Bundy on the hill. We have Marco Gonzalez from the left side on the hill for the Mariners. The Mariners are bad. The Angels are okay. How are you looking at that game? Are, how are you uh, are you playing any of these pitchers, making any of these stacks, anything good like that? Yeah, Bundy. Bundy's definitely in yeah. play, man. Like I said, there's teams that you want to just pick on, and Seattle's a team you want to pick on. They they have a high strikeout rate. They haven't been doing much. They don't have the talent offensively. They don't have the talent all across the board. The Angels are going to win this game. Bundy's going to have a good game. He's had good games to start the season. His K upside is there. This is a perfect matchup. This is a matchup you want. You want a team that strikes out a lot versus a, a pitcher who strikes people out a lot. And they just faced each other the other day. Um, Bundy went out there, had a rough start. I was kind of like, oh, man, he's back to his old ways. 
and then he turned around and got eight Ks. I think he let up like two or three runs in the first inning. I was like, oh, man, the old Bundy is back. And then, boom, he goes the next five innings with eight Ks. So the guy has it, man. He's he's figured something out in L.A., maybe the extra time off, kind of settled his mind. He always had a talent. It was a high prospect in Baltimore. And now he came out to L.A. and he's doing his thing. So good price on him, $9,000. You know, he's not like in an upper echelon yet. I prefer him, as crazy as it sounds, I prefer Dylan Bundy in this matchup versus Seattle over anybody else on the slate from an upside perspective. You know, you want to get some cheap guys. I mentioned them, but Bundy's the guy to pay up for on a slate over Castillo, over Clevenger. Uh, I, I completely agree, man. I think, you know, Bundy is a good spot. I would say I might have Castillo just a little ahead of him only because we know I mean, I think I, I believe Castillo's upside is way higher than Dylan Bundy's. Obviously, he's looked great so far, but I would say I would lean a little Castillo, but I see where you're coming from, and I think it's great. So, uh, Jason, appreciate the hell out of you as always. Thank you for taking some time. You can go grind a couple more lineups, hopefully make a couple more dollars, find some more narratives for us to bet on so we can win a little bit of money. But, Jason, where can everybody find you on the Internet? Find me on Win Daily Sports, man. Make it simple. I'm in, I'm in Discord. I told everybody before Discord – um, you know, before these games started, I said, Mike Trout's going to hit a home run today. He's been kind of stressed out because he was about to have a baby. And, you know, Mike, you don't know what that's like. I do. Nope. I do know. So those last couple of days, you're freaking out. You know what the hell's going on. And then when you come out of that, you're happy. You have, you know, there's stress and stuff like that, but you're happy. Yeah. You've made it over the hill. And he's a professional hitter and he was due for a home run. So it kind of worked out. So happy about that. I hit everybody up on Discord, said, you know, go after him. This is a spot to take him. You know, Mike Trout is always kind of high owned, but he's had a rough start. So he's a little bit lower owned than normal. So go out there and take him. So you got to hop in our Discord chat. We got a lot of surprises coming on this week. You know, for anybody that's listening right now, whoever's listening to this podcast, we are going to be launching our optimizer in a couple days, you know, maybe sooner than that. But by the end of this week, we'll have an optimizer on the site. You can press a button and take Ghost's projections and take the projections that we all built out for NBA, MLB, every other sport, and, and load them into our optimizer and start optimizing some lineups as well. So we have some extra tools, extra assistance for you. We've got our sports bet, sports betting membership, which is free right now in Discord. You know, Steve's in there. He's helping people out with live bets. He's been crushing it. The articles are up. They're behind the paywall because um, he puts a ton of work in there, and we don't want – you know, all those bets being shared with everybody else. We want our users to take advantage of it. And Michael, you've been following his bets since he's been publishing them, you know, when, you know, all the sports came back and I know he's profitable. I don't, I haven't counted the units myself, but he's making a ton of money for a lot of people. So definitely take advantage of the sports betting, you know, membership at windailysports.com. And anytime you guys want to try out this discord thing, it's for real, man. It's an expert chat. That 3040 DFS pros, that all they do is eat and breathe and sleep DFS and sports betting. Hop in there. You know, you go in there for free for three days. Check it out. Guarantee you're going to win more money than without us because it helps me. And I've been doing this for a long time and it'll definitely help everybody else listening out there. So that's it for the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Michael, thank you for having me. And anytime you need me, I'm on here with you. Are you trying to end my show? What the hell? No, I realized it? I was kind of ending it, so I kicked it back shit, to you, dude. bro. You got, so this you can serious. end it. You can go post this it. You can serious. write the article. You can put it on Anchor and all the other all websites right. out there. It's all yours, all bud. Right. All right. you. I saw that there for a second. You got me for a loop. Yes, this is the Wind Daily Show. This was the 8.5 MLB DFS look ahead. We are our friend, our founder, Jason Mizrahi, as he said. Also, check out winddailysports.com backslash learn daily. We are trying to help people out three days free over here at Wind Daily Sports. Sports so that way you can actually learn what you're doing. 
can't really go out and buy any of those lineups anymore. Not that any of our listeners or users would, of course, but check it out. We'll help you. We have the expert chat. We have the projection models. We have everything. We're here to help and we're hitting on a lot of stuff. So thank you all very much. Thank you to Jason for hanging out with me tonight, trying to end my show. I can't believe that, but we all hope you make it a very profitable day.